Welcome to Long Lost Brothers, the podcast devoted to fitness, friendship, and the overall acquisition of betterment. My name is Brett Scott. And I'm Jesse Cole. And we are the Long Lost Brothers. Jesse. Indeed. Welcome. Welcome. What's up, man? Uh, no, just, uh, <laughs> I'm just busted up, dude. It's been uh, quite the, the adventure of a week between uh, the Sixth Sense uh, Long Lost Brothers challenge. And then uh, I ran, I, I think, 20 miles, but due to technical difficulties, I don't have the exact tracking, but um, I ran about 20 miles two days after that challenge. So That's rough. Yeah, that's right. What did you think of the, um, let's go ahead and get into it. What did you think of the Sixth Sense Challenge? Dude, that was a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so um, last week I was like, you know, all confident, like I was going to be able to go to this CrossFit gym and just pay a day thing. And I had like this shit storm of a week kind of, uh, just trying to get the homeschooling stuff figured out. And, oh, you know, just, yeah. You know, just life happened, and I never even contacted dude about doing this thing. So Thursday after work, um, I was having some. Uh, I was just like, I gotta get this challenge knocked out right now. And uh, and anyway, so anyway, so I uh, I go over to this field where I thought, I'm like, man, I'm gonna just go find me some monkey bars, right, and just do these kind uh, of pull ups real quick. Uh, <laughs> did not. In sight was there one fucking monkey bar? There was uh, anything relative to it. So um, there's a school field that's usually locked that um, there wasn't. So there's there's a goalpost for um the soccer field. Yeah, yeah. So so me and my roommate was like, man, I think this is the closest we're gonna get. But it's like um, it was it's like a um a rectangular pipe, right? Yeah, and it's fat, right? Yeah, so every time me and Joe would go up, uh, it would start rocking back and forth. Too. So it made the, it made all the um, and so I was planning on doing like CrossFit cheater pull ups. I kind of did most of them that way, but um, it was not conducive because there was so much uh, flex on it when you move it. <laughs> so, dude, anyway, um, was it uh, was it like uh, plastic? Was it one of those plastic? No, I already ones? broke it. I'm, I weigh too much. Uh, no, it, it, it was metal, but it was just, you know, not made for 280 pound dudes swinging on it. Right. 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 <laughs> so anyway, um, it took me about an hour, 15 minutes. Okay. And then I don't know. I posted me doing some snatch videos, right? Like, like a, maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. And so my my shoulder was kind of banged up, and I was like, and I remember I, I was talking to you about that, and you're like, oh, what's your post problem? I was like, no, 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 come on, I'm a tough guy, I can do it. Dude, <laughs> Dude this morning was the first day I could put both my arms above my head, like it was rough, dude. Um, so I, that workout fucked me up pretty good. Yeah, I, just, I told you, know, you, yeah, I just for, so the audience knows, I made it very clear that we can just postpone this thing, we'll do something yeah. else. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we don't have to do it. I don't want anyone to get injured. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I right. want you to do it if you didn't feel comfortable doing it yet right now. Because no, I'm going to say you're training like a motherfucker for the marathon. And yeah. I'm an asshole for even thinking of this challenge. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I just, like, I, I started. I'm like, all right, all right, 100 pull-ups. And then I was like, <laughs> I just got carried away. I'm like, all right, if we can do 100 pull-ups, then we can we can do 100 push-ups. That's, that's easy. Then I'm like, right. well, well, you know, I mean, if we do a hundred lunges, it's not like doing like a, a lap of lunges. So it's not that much. <laughs> well, 
the, the initial okay so i haven't done it i actually worked out like at a crossfit gym in quite some time right mm-hmm. so when i was experiencing and this workout is a very much like a crossfit workout the for sure right yeah Okay, and I busted it up like a CrossFit workout, like I would a Murph, right? Like, so we did 10 of each movement. Yeah. Right, and then I throw down pennies, so I know, so I keep count. So there's, you know, 10 pennies, when all the 10 pennies are moved from one pile to the next pile, that's done, you start running. Okay? Right. right. So, <laughs> Joey has been doing CrossFit this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I've been, ru- I've been running this whole time, right? So, in, in any CrossFit, Competition, Joey kicks my ass every time. He's he's just made for it. Like, yeah. you know, he's like five eight, one hundred seventy pounds. That's like all the great CrossFit people. That's like their build. And he's lean. He didn't do a lot of pull ups really fast. You know, like he, he's great at, at CrossFit. But <laughs> so he's sma- he's smashing me. Um, like you know, I can do push ups with him all day. You know, the air squats, I can do those all day. Like you know, like those are basic movements that I can kill. But yeah. Um, Pull-ups are like my my bane, right? Like I'm not good at it. So that's something that this workout really exposed for me is that I need to do more pull-ups for sure. Right. Um. Anyway, so I was cut to the chase. I got on that. Uh, Joey was struggling with the run because he doesn't really run. Uh. So so he beat me, but um, he was like kind of walking some of the some of the run. But I ran the whole run, like you know, I think like I averaged like nine and a half, 10 minute miles. I don't know. It's on my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I posted all those like metrics and stuff, but, um, yeah, so that workout was pretty intense. And, um, okay. So, and so what did you, okay. So what did you think of it? How do you, how'd you feel? Um, it fucking like, it, it, it kicked my ass. Like I'm, it didn't fuck me up in the same way that like Dolph London did where I was like, just wrecked for a week, but yeah, it, um, like my my lats are still sore from pull ups right now. Oh yeah, same. and like um, like my, my legs, yeah, my chest a little bit sore. Um, my legs are a little bit like my hamstrings are a little bit tight, but um, the the workout itself it felt good. I'm not, to be honest, it, it felt like I hadn't pushed myself in a while. Like the last time I did a a, a hard like. Lots of reps, calisthenics, and then a run as well. You know, all in one workout, like a CrossFit type workout. Yeah, probably uh, a little while ago. Like it was probably a month or two ago, and mm. it just felt good to, to push, like to push. Well, that's it. what that's how Joe described it too. He was like, "Man, I needed my ass kicked," and I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's a very good way to describe it." It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely kicking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so okay. <laughs> I felt really right. good though. Like afterwards, yeah. I felt, felt really accomplished. Like hell yeah! Like that was a yeah. bunch of shit I just knocked out. Well, and I was good, but my shoulders, my left shoulder, it's like um, started hurting a little bit. And then it's like it ha- I've been having like a little nag in it. And then like I bench press for the first time. Like you know, I did a snatch and I felt it. Like a like a like just like a oh that didn't feel good. You know, when I threw up like a it wasn't even a heavy snatch, but um, I threw it up and I felt like a little like oh that's not good. So I, I was like, but you know, whatever. I'm like doing all these crazy things all the time. But then I started to realize that I am constantly doing crazy things. Um, but you know, I didn't think anything of it. And I'm bench pressing, didn't hurt. But he's like, oh man, I should probably slow down on any kind of pressing for a little bit. So I get to, <laughs> so he's doing these pulls. I'm like, oh my god, 
this really hurts, <laughs> you know? Right. I and then, uh, so I started getting into these push-ups, and, I'm, and my shoulder's, like, blowing up. And uh, so I had to, like, because, like, when I had shoulder problems in the past, when I'm bench pressing, I'll just do, like, a closed grip, so it's just all tricep, right? And so I was kind of doing that with my push-ups. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, my shoulders were, both of my shoulders were super sore, like, um, so anyway, I, um, Saturday is my, like my long run and, um, that I do for, for this marathon training block. And I decided to just kind of circumvent the 18 miles and just go for the 20 because, um, honestly, this, this whole training block is kind of tearing my body up pretty hard. Yeah. And I'm about, I'm, I'm just uh, kind of over it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's kind of just taking so much time away from my family because it's like, after you run these, like, extremely long runs, it's just not really worth a shit the rest of the day. Like, I was wrecked yesterday. So, I thought I'm going to run 20 miles. And then I, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I don't know why I always got to get a hair of my ass on the worst possible day. But it's like, man, my shoulders, like, I could not, like, I got an itch on my back and I could not reach it and like I couldn't lift my arms like over my head and as I sat out on this run and like I could not sleep the night before like dude like Cobra Kai kept me up I don't know I had like a, anyway whatever I, I'm gonna give you 400 excuses why this run sucked but um <laughs> I got a, I got a whole list I've been writing them all week in, in preparation for the podcast but right <laughs> so anyway dude I run dude I ran a butt fuck to Egypt and back and uh yeah, dude. Uh, I'm hating life today is like, cause like my shoulders are finally like healing up from from the sixth sense. Like I could lift both my arms above my head for first time in a couple of days. I was like, I've been sleeping like shit because my shoulder, like I'm a side sleeper, you know. Yeah. So like, anyway. But so that that's kind of what's been going on like with me as far as training. So so like, you, um, you you decided then like the, it's kind of a big decision here. Like you decided that. You're going to instead. How long do you have left of your marathon training? Okay, so now it, it, it was supposed to go 18, and then another week of building up to 20. And I just kind of fucking said, "Fuck 18, let's just go to 20." Mm-hmm. I'm going to deload. It's going to be like tomorrow, run five, rest eight, five, rest nine, and then does that again with the um, but the, on the Saturday be at eight. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's just like a three-mile run, a two-mile walk, and then you run the, the big ones. I got like three weeks left now, okay. and, and it's on the deload end of it. Okay. So this is like the last big run before the big, big run, right? So you basically just shortened your training by about a week. Yeah, because, um, I don't know, kind of like, uh, I feel like I like, like like my left knee is going, things aren't going great with my left knee. Yeah. And, um, yeah, basically the whole left side of my body is kind of beat up. So, um, I you really, need, you, so you need to knock this thing out. I mean, you need to, I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. You need um, to be done with this damn thing. Yeah. I think it's time to put that baby to bed. Like, um, I don't want to quit running, but I don't want to do these runs that are just, ripping me the hell apart and like yeah i slept like shit so like i got up and then like i tried to pound as much water as i could and um get some as much sugar in me as i could i don't know i don't know what i ate but i ate some kind of crappy carbs to try and just get a little sugar i ate uh 
I was just, I ate like a bowl of cereal the night before too, just trying to put a bunch of gas in the tank. And um, I, and I did that, and it's like, man, this running like kind of like it's becoming detrimental to to my all around well being mm-hmm. at this point. So like I'm ready to get back into like you know eating primarily just red meat and um. Oh, you know what? I did eat something really good, though. Um, my buddy gave me some ground elk, and I made, like, um, this stuff called like, Monster Mash. It's what, like, Stan Efferding makes, where it's, like, uh, some kind of lean red meat uh, ground up with, and then you cook rice and put that together with some bone broth. Yeah. So that was really good. I did eat that, and I ate the shit out of that, so that did actually load me up with some, like, good food. But, um, yeah. So anyway, this is, all this running is fucking me up is the moral of the story. So and, you're, uh, just, you're just going to shorten the training. You're still going to complete the marathon, which is the ultimate yeah. goal. And uh, yeah. then you're going to put this thing to bed and get back to some more like traditional training. So you're not fucking up your body yeah, and fucking up your family life and all that. Like once, once a uh, workout routine starts to become detrimental to your personal life, like it's not serving you anymore. It, you don't well, want yeah, something because- like that. No, no one's paying me to uh, right. to do fitness, right? It's like, um, so my plan, okay, so I'm going to knock this out in the next three weeks. And uh, then I, I'm coming up with a more comprehensive plan moving forward where um, I want to get strong again, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get fat. And so I'm kind of working on like this, uh, like kind of hybrid idea, right? When we're I'm incorporating some mobility, uh, some, some strength and, uh, keeping, you know, probably like 15 to probably like 10 to 15 miles of running in the, throughout, sprinkled in the workout through the week. Um, but I, I joined, uh, this, uh, this, this powerlifting gym here. Not everybody there is a power lifter, but they got, you know, all the good shit. Yeah, all the all the fun toys. So, um, so I'm I'm gonna start you know doing some squats and some deadlifts and some bench press and then uh, some and and I'm gonna start doing pull ups. Besides, like man, yeah, you, really, you should yeah. Uh, you should look into that uh, that Nick Bear routine. Right, that, that right. Nick Bear routine is pretty much that. I mean, it's like mixing strength with mobility and running, like a little bit of everything. But I mean, you could do it and just kind of modify it, but Look yeah. at it as a template, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not maybe not follow exactly what it is or anything, but just take a look at how that shit's structured. Because I was looking into it; it looks pretty good. There's like he's got an app on there, or he's got a, a a template for all body weight, like at home shit for people. And then he's yeah, also got good. he's also got a like actual going to the gym, lifting, you know, becoming stronger, uh, yeah. endurance, running bodybuilding kind of all mixed in. What would be dope is to squat 405 and then be able to run a sub two hour uh, half marathon. That'd be be a a fun thing to be able to do. Yeah, after getting into running like this, I've kind of decided that I always want to be in good enough shape that if someone dropped it on me, we're like, hey man, come run this half marathon with me this week that I could could do it. You know what I mean? Like, like, all right, I'll do it. Cool, man, I'll be there. Yeah, because I had like, I haven't set out to run a half marathon for time, but yeah. I'm averaging like, mm, like usually I'll try to look down at my watch when it's about at the half marathon. And I'm, I'm right there at about two hours to yeah. 11 in that range. So yeah. it's like, if I was like, that's the end of the goal, I'm going to, I could like, you know, like I'm looking at, at my, uh, 
my distance or I can see a finish line that, or I know the finish line is within a mile yeah. and I need to press hard, you know, like I need to give myself like to carry the boat speech to get going or whatever. Uh, you know, I could turn it on because the one thing that has been cool about running these long ass runs is I can still put on a surge at like 10 miles. I can still like turn it up and go faster. If yeah, I there's to there's something about it, man. Like there's something about that. Those endurance runs as, <laughs> as long runs that like, cause you know, you're, you're extremely pacing yourself cause you know, you got 15, 20 miles, whatever it is to go. Um, but there's something about it where, it also like it fuels that like you get to the end and you've got something left and it's surprising that you have something left after running yeah. 15 miles or whatever you can sprint a whole mile at the end you know what i mean it's like it's crazy you're almost in this yeah. other world you're like in this zone you're uh man it's crazy it was, it was extremely hot for this area it was like uh when I was running, it was like, I didn't, I got a late start. I started at 10 o'clock and I'm usually like, if I'm out the door later than like 7.30, it's, it's bad news. Oh yeah. It's and, be warm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm at like mile 15. Um, I drank both my little water bottles that come on my little fanny pack or whatever. Mm. And, um, man, I was, I had been uh, seeing like, you know, my little Fitbit notifications telling me the, uh, you know, text messages, but I always ignore that shit when I'm running. And so I see my car with my wife in it and uh, I'm at like mile 15 and she did, it was a cypress store. I just me this cold ass bottle of water. Oh, and I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, man. And, and I got to say this, like, um, you know, I I know that it irritates my 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 wife because this running takes up so much. You know, it's like it's a lot, right? Yeah. It's like it's like the four hours I do it, I come home and I'm just tore back, and you know, kind of useless for a little while. Uh, well, it took like three hours, but you know, it's like the whole morning and then me recovering and then you know, getting my shit together enough to, and then I you know, then I'm just a crippled ass man for a day or two after right yeah i went through the um, same shit my wife hated it, especially when i'm like oh i got a long run today she's like god damn yeah. how long how long is this gonna take i'm like uh <laughs> about two, 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 two three like jesus christ like why are you doing this you know what I mean? but, um, yeah my, my sister posted a meme and tagged me she said the people that run marathons know that they don't have to do that <laughs> <laughs> that's it man i'm like yeah that's so perfect. you know yeah, I got one, one more, one more big one, and then, and then it's just, I like, I, you know, I'm trying to tell her, like, look, there's just one, one more big one, and then, and then it's over, right? And she's yep. like, yeah, and then you're, it's going to be the gym, and then it's going to be you're trying to squat this, or, yep. she's like, yeah, I know, you know, <laughs> she knows me, you know, it's, but it's, it's tough, man, it's tough to be with somebody who, like, constantly has to, to, to improve, you know what I mean? I, well, it's and like, I boundaries. I, you know, I need a new thing to yeah. put, you know, I need a new, uh, new set of antlers to put on the wall sometimes, you know? And, um, but, um, I think with this hybrid, it'll keep me away from obsessing about a goal. Like, yeah. it's not like I'm going to squat this heaviest weight or I'm going to run this right. thing. It's like, it's just going to be a, a wellness kind of thing, you know, yeah. where it's like yeah. pretty, pretty freaking strong and I'm, I can still run and still have my little four pack, you know? Um, I think that's the, you best, know? the best, uh, that's the best yeah. route, man. 
Yeah, and it's like CrossFit's cool, but it's like that. It, the workouts is for me is like I was gonna get hurt because it's like I'm I'm a competitive person, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. if it's like oh, it's for time. Well, let's see what these boys got, you know. Right. Or let's see what I got, you yeah. know. Um, and I don't think that that's good to be like in constant competition because then you in competition is when you really turn it up and you can get hurt. Yeah, so if you're, like, yeah. If you're competing every single day, then there's no practice. You know what I mean? It's mostly just <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. You're just you're turning it on uh, full strength, and yeah, it's, you're risking injuries. Just like when you go and you actually compete. Say you do train for uh, sixteen, twenty weeks for something, and then you go compete one day. You know what I mean? You don't compete right. fucking thirty days a month or even fifteen days a month. You know? Well, yeah, and it's like um, I mean, I've had some some good ass results working out uh, CrossFit gyms and that, that type of, of training is good if you can be in the mindset of this is training, you know, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. but if you get like me and Joe and my buddy Aaron, you know, we're all trying to like be the winner, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that was kind of our little crew. So it's like, you know, yeah. And like, especially when you, when you mix weights in with a, a competition like that, like doing stuff for time and how many reps you can do in a certain amount. Like yeah. that's where it gets dangerous. You know what I mean? It's similar to like Westside Barbell, like um, conjugate training. Okay? And I did that for a long time. And it's mm-hmm. like, I got pretty banged up doing that because it's like, you're doing speed work. Then you're doing um, a mo- like a modification, but it's still a one rep max. Like it'll be like uh, one rep max of a box squat with chains, right? Or bands or X, whatever, you know, whatever kind of weird thing it is, like the camera right. bar squat max, maximal effort, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's fun because you get that instant gratification and you feel like you're competing, you know? But, um, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking meat grinder. Right. So, All right. anyway. Yeah. Switching gears here. Um, what did you think? See, no, not the book yet. What did you think of Cobra Kai? Ah, Cobra Kai. Okay. So, like all good shows, first mm-hmm. season, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Second season, buddy, getting a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Tori kind of, you know, I mean, Tori's cool. I like her. Like, you know, she's cool, but it's like, so she has a few kickboxing lessons, but she can, like, fucking you know, do like super advanced like ninja shit just like on her first day, like okay. <laughs> she like she she's like Ray in Star Wars. Right. <laughs> so it's just like you, you get a little bit of training and it's like, oh shit, okay. she's a superstar now. Yeah, it, and, and it's like okay, so it, it's good. I I like it, you know. I I mean overall, yeah, like I mean I just finished it two nights ago, stayed up way too late watching it, right? Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, I, I I'm in. I'm ready for season three. I'm not. I'm, I'm, they still they still got me on the hook. Like yeah, usually, it's like every show that goes more than I've said this before. After season two of almost any show, short of anything, short of HBO series, mm-hmm. I'm I'm checking out. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So HBO but, had some good ones, and uh, AMC had some good ones. And yeah, uh, like with The Walking Dead after season yeah. three, I was done. I was like, yeah, no. yeah. but like, but like Breaking Bad, every fucking season yeah. is dope, dude. Like, there's, yeah. there's, there's no bad season. Like that, that's the Sopranos. Like, that, he, you know, you can watch that all the way through Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, with the exception of season eight, right? I think, I think like um, Breaking Bad and um, 
Oh yeah, Sopranos, like bar none, like some of the best shows ever fucking made, dude. Yeah, like, you can just watch it, and and, it, and it's like so many different things. But it's like how like how far can you go in to you know Cobra Kai? Like I mean, right, uh, right. Like homebook. Okay, so Nikki's got his uh. Got his neck broken now? Is that what it was? Or he's torn back? back. He's back broken, yeah. Okay, so so I'm guessing next season is going to be he'll pull out of the coma first thing, mm-hmm. right? He'll be recovering. That'll be like the thing of the season. Yeah. Like the struggle with recovering. Yeah, and then, um, then Johnny and Daniel are going to try to become friends to fight Crease. Right. And, um,. I'm trying to, and then, and then I read something somewhere that Mr. Miyagi was hiding some dark secret from Danielson. And yeah, so, so, I mean, we're, we're just predicting it. All of that is just predictions based on other shows that I've seen. Right. Right. Like, like, uh, like the flash, right. Mm-hmm. It's like the flash is fucking the whole thing. No, he lost. He's in this other dimension. Oh, yeah, forever. Yeah. I remember that <laughs> in season two, he goes into the speed force. And then I remember you and I were talking about it. You're like, I bet you look, dude, season three episode. How many, you you said to me, said, how many episodes do you think it will be before Barry gets out of the speed force? I'm like, probably the first one. Yeah, and it was like, it was like the first thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a flash. It's kind of what are you going to do with the, the show without him, right? Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you. Season one, was better than season two because I mean it was just brand new. It was like this nostalgic fucking journey, and it was great because it was our like when something first gives you a new idea, it's exciting. You know what I mean? But like yeah. season two, we already get it. Johnny, he ain't that bad of a dude. Yeah, I mean he's actually kind of likable in a way. And yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, I seen this. I saw this thing a long time ago where it's like. um it's like he, they fast forward and just made all these certain cuts where it made Daniel look like the yeah. asshole. Through that and, and and they kind of played on that. I was like, they did. Yeah, he came and sold his girlfriend, beat him up. They like, did. They, was, they, I think they even. I think they even said that. Like uh, some behind the scenes shit, they were talking about. Um, they actually did kind of get the idea from that. Like you know, doing a spin on it, like where Johnny's perspective, where it's like, man, this fucking new kid comes into town, fucking tries to make a fool of me, steals my girl, beats Ryan me up in front of the the bathroom with my friends, and he fucking pours water on me at the fucking Halloween costume party. Yeah, like, man, and, and then he beats me with a fucking bunk-ass fucking crane kick, which is illegal as shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I don't, then you start to really feel it. For Johnny, you're like, you know what? I mean, he was kind of a bully motherfucker, but yeah. at the same time, Daniel was a little kind of like a little prick, dude. Like, you know, like, okay, so so my biggest letdown, I gotta say, season two was um, Hawk getting beat up by uh, is his name Dimitri. Yeah, I was like, what? Hawk yeah. is like the, the the monster. Like he's supposed to be like. The other Cobra Kai badass, right? Yeah, Hawks, 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 badass. I love, I love when uh when he first came out with the Hawk in season one. That was great. Yeah, right. And then he's like likable then, but now he's like creases like little fuckboy. So yeah, that's gonna be season three. Uh, the the arc is gonna be um, Miguel. I don't think Miguel's gonna be like one of the tough guy fighters anymore. I think he's gonna be like uh, some kind of like project with the emotional side of Johnny and then I yep. think they, um, 
And he'll probably try to, um, I, I bet you, he tries to bring Hawk back to the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, back from the brink of being a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, cause, dude, like, yeah, Hawk's got some, some issues. He's just in it to kill now. Yeah. I was like, damn. I, I mean, you know, it's like, he's on some, like, fucking shit. <laughs> like, he's lucky he found karate. He's about to shoot that school up. Right. Instead of a fucking, you know, wink at me if you bring in the AK. Right. Thank, <laughs> you know? thank, thank God. Thank God Hawk yeah. found martial arts when he did. Yeah, he was about to call him by that school. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even, like... <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Can, can we shift gears to the book? You good with that? Yeah, yeah. The right. book. Okay. So, so we're reading. Uh, we're reading No More Mister Nice Guy by Robert A. Glover, and Jesse and I have both dug into it a little bit. I don't know if you basically blazed through it on your run yesterday. Oh um, yeah, um, that that was actually I, I listened to part of it, uh-huh. and then I was like, I this, okay. Side note, real quick before we dig in the book. Okay. I realized when I'm running. If I want to be fast, I have to listen to music. If I want to listen to books, I need to be on a just a training, like a slow run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, skip through that. So yeah, my main takeaway, like I'm like really, um, I've listened to the first chapter a couple times now. Were you were you as triggered as I was by <laughs> by the first introduction to this book? Yeah, I was like, you know, um, some of it applies to me. I would say mm-hmm. where he's talking about like you know um, being 180 degrees from your father and um, you villainizing your father kind of thing. You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I mean. I, you know, I love my dad. Don't get me wrong, but my dad's a, a little bit of a little bit of a psycho. Mm. You know, he's done some crazy things, and uh, you know, he's got some some compulsive issues, and you know, but you know, whatever. I, you know, he, he's doing the best he can. You know, life doesn't come with a guidebook, right? Right. So, anyway, yeah, I was kind of figured. I was like. <laughs> Melba toast, what do they call them? Milk toast mel or whatever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm not a bad guy, but like, uh, some of the stuff about constantly saying yes uh, to things that you don't really want to do, or, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, doing anything to make sure that everybody else is happy above yourself, not putting your priorities as your priorities and right. making them secondary. Right. To I, other think, people. I think one of the big things I took away from it, too, was um, of that part, uh, it was the fact that kind of deep down you are giving to get a, a little bit, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. You, you, you're doing it because you want to feel good about doing it. Like it's yeah. not necessarily like you really like need that person to be happy, but you want them to view you as someone that can help them or a good guy or, um, you know, just, yeah, it's all, it's, it's more egocentric than it is. Uh, altruistic. Right. 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 And I, and I, I feel that, man like I, I think about the stuff that i do sometimes like does that really um benefit the person that i'm doing it for when i do it like no not really it's just kind of making me feel good about being able to say like oh i, I okay. did that i helped somebody out you know what I mean? so so this is the thing i do uh where anytime i get one dollar bills i leave them in my center console don't come rob my house there's a disclaimer i will beat your ass if you come to my house so i'm gonna get in my car i will beat you up Okay. So is full of lines, everybody. No, this is like, you know, but like, you know, because I really feel like um I should give those to people that are flying signs because regardless of what they're gonna spend them on, that dollar is gonna benefit their day much more than it is mine. Mm-hmm. 
and that's just something I do, but I, I, and, and it's like, I never really try, I try not to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about it on podcast now, but, um, it's because it's like, as soon as you give that away or you talk about it, you give away the altruism from it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. then it's it's, Cause then it's feeding the ego. For sure. Right. Okay. So I just said that to say that. So it's like, I still get my good guy points for right. giving money to poor people. Right. <laughs> I think too, though, a lot of the thing uh, about what this guy's talking about with this nice guy syndrome is like, um, you don't necessarily have to have others view you that way, but you want to view yourself as a good person. So right. you'll, do, you'll do things that feed that. That's like, oh, well, I'm a good person because I do these things, or I'm a good person because um, I always say yes, or I'm always there for whoever. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and he says it's all about like cultivating an image and not being your true self, right? Right. Like, like Hawk. Like Right, right. And it it doesn't seem like it has to be an image even to the outside world. It's just like what what you were raised to believe was a good guy or a good thing or whatever. I mean, you want to portray that. You want to think of yourself as that. So Right. You you want to maintain an identity as such. Right. So, yeah, the book, it seems like uh, what it's supposed to do going forward after this introduction and everything and talking about the nice guy syndrome is is it's going to tell you how to start changing a little bit, how to start kind of saying, you know what, I don't really want to do that. You know, I mean, sometimes just being honest instead of doing what you think uh, you're supposed to or what will make you look. Yeah. And um, there was a takeaway that I have actually applied from this book is like, you know, just communicating things a little differently and um, being like, and, and realizing that you don't have to solve every problem for your family and everybody in your immediate circle of friends. Yeah. You know, it's not your job to fix every problem, you know? Yeah. Another, another thing about the nice guy syndrome, it seems like is, um, is, uh, feeling bad when you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. can't fix everything, then you feel like you're a piece of shit. Yeah, like, I always feel bad when I say no to anybody. Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, I have a definite problem with that. Like, I always want to be, like, the nicest guy doing, like, all the extra stuff, no matter how much it uh, takes away from me, you know? Like, I'm not going to go into detail, but it's like, I have friends that um, sometimes are taking advantage of that, and they know that I'm, like, super nice and, like, you know, bend over backwards for them, so they'll bend me over backwards, you know? And, um and you know and instead of being confrontational about it i just kind of you know cut them off just you know i just don't want to talk to this person anymore right right that's another that's a thing i struggle with too is like uh avoiding confrontation like yeah when it comes especially when it comes to like my family and stuff like um my immediate family not like uh my wife and kids so much but like my parents uh extended family like that like i try to avoid like I try to avoid, uh, you know, altercations. I try to avoid arguments. So sometimes that means completely ignoring, you know. Yeah, just letting like, go. Yeah, and it's like I'd probably be much more, I'd be much more better served if I just spoke up for myself and said, like, look, I don't want to do that, or look, that ain't right, or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, and it's weird because I'm like. Uh, there's not with me. It's not really like a, a fifty-fifty. It's like um, it's like you know. Okay, well, I'll just give this little um. Recently, my little brother, he had you know, he's somewhat vulnerable, and uh, these 
drug advocate individuals are taking advantage of the situation. And I needed, or I felt the need to go correct that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's, there's a lot to the story, but I went over there and made it very clear to these individuals that if they want to be trying to do this, that they're going to be spitting out their seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if the circumstance were different words directly affecting me, like, I, you know, I don't have a problem. Like nobody's going to come live in my house without unbeknownst to me or let with me just like letting them come live in me, my house. Right. right? right. But my, my brother's not that guy. He's a much, you know, he, he's more of a person pleaser than I am. So mm-hmm. he's like, yeah. And he's like, doesn't know. And this guy has like, you know, syringes and drugs and shit in my little brother's house who does not do drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. So I freaked the fuck out because I'm not having that shit. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I just let it be known. I'm like, dude, if you come in here, you're going to have a fucking problem. And I'm that fucking problem. I'll come bust your fucking head open. Mm-hmm. Right. So since then, uh, nobody's been coming over there. Okay. But, um, yeah, cause they're going to fuck around and find out. Right. Um, so anyway, but anything, <laughs> I've had people do worse shit to me, way worse. And I'm just like, no, nah, man, I love you, bro. It's all good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like, and I'm not going to go into details because I don't know shit on people like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, um, but it's a nice guy thing about it is like, you, almost, you know, like, like, you almost like you let people shit on you sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, you don't, you don't really want them to shit on other people, but like, I mean, but when it comes to you, you, you're just like, oh, I can take that shit or, oh, it don't affect me. Oh, it ain't no big deal. Yeah. Because I don't feel like, because, you know, like, uh, I guess if we break it down, it's like, I, I value myself less than that. Right. You know, like, like yeah. you say something to my, my wife, mm-hmm. we got a problem. Right. You say something to Joey, oh, we got an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you say something to me, mm, I don't really care, whatever, it's just words, don't really hurt. You know, yeah. like, you know and uh, so, so, you know, um, I guess that's the thing. So I guess that we'll uh, see how this proceeds moving forward, you know? Um, you know, yeah. I am going to immerse myself in, the, in that book to, to some extent. Um, but with all these books, I think that it's important that we realize that also these are just theories of men and they're not, um, I think get too indoctrinated in any of these. Uh, for sure. For sure. Because I've read so many um, self-help books, right? Or, yeah. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll dig my heels in them or have in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, you you got to take what applies and let the rest fly. Yeah, because you, you, you know you'll realize as soon as you hear another perspective, then you'll be like, oh wow, okay, now it's this that all that shit I thought before was wrong. You know what I mean? And you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, like right? You, you want to hang on to what serves you and let the rest go, man. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and and there's there's value in most things. Um, and you don't want to like let like yeah exactly you just said it don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater so, you know, sure. like, well this is this part's horseshit so the whole thing has to be horseshit right. but the yeah. guy's part, like even if you don't agree with the whole methodology of the guy that's, it. that's, you know, a, he, that's actually yeah. like that's actually like a strong um buddhist uh way of thinking is you know take what serves you and forget the rest like yeah don't yeah don't don't condemn a whole thing just because one you know one part of it's bad or or condemn you know you might be able to find a small nugget of truth in something or wisdom in something that appears like it's garbage 
Right. It's like if you're at a yard sale and there's a bunch of foot in you and you need a, a 10 millimeter wrench, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of crap lousy wrenches, but there's a one 10 millimeter wrench that you still want to take that 10 millimeter wrench that you got for 25 cents and throw it in the um, toolbox, right? But right. It, was in a, it was in a lot sale, so you had to buy the whole box for five bucks. Yeah, right? you can use it, man, but you can use that one piece. Right. I don't know if that was kind of... Sure. For the metaphor, but <laughs> sure. Sure. All right, man. Um, moving on. What what kind of challenge do you have for me this week? Okay. So, um, okay. So I, I was thinking it's like me and you have gotten into a serious pissing contest or a big measuring contest of trying to make hard workouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I'm put in neutral. Yeah. Bump the brakes a little bit. I was going um, back away this week. I, I honestly was after last okay, week. So, okay, so put it in reverse a little bit and back up. Okay. okay. So, so the, we're trying to acquire betterment. Okay. So this challenge is uh, more of a, a daily thing. Okay. okay. Um, so in the, in the, in the time from now, so we talk next, mm-hmm. you're going to spend 20 minutes every day stretching. I'm going to call it Stretch Armstrong. Damn, okay. I know, it's kind of lame, but I'm... No, it's not, because it's something I don't do enough of. (laughs) Yeah, I don't do it at all. Okay. Like, I'm like, I stretch for 30 seconds before I'm going to run these 20 miles. Yep. Good to go. Yep. (laughs) You know, um... 20 minutes a day. Yeah, and, okay. and, you know, just wh- whatever stretching you want to do, you can follow along YouTube of yoga, or you can just bend it. You can do whatever, you know, like however you do your stretching, just do that for 20 minutes. But you have to be uh, dutiful about it. You have mm-hmm. to set a timer, and you have to really stretch your whole shit. Yep. And, okay, so I don't stretch at all. That's one of my biggest problems. And, um... Yeah, and my my wife and Joey are constantly saying, "Dude, you need to stretch." You know, like my my uh, my significant other was a cross country runner in high school, mm-hmm. and she I guess she's pretty badass. And she's like, "Dude, you do not stretch at all. You're gonna get hurt." And she is like as usual, pretty much right. Uh, you know, look at you. You're all banging the fuck up now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like um. So, so there was a time when I thought I was going to have to quit lifting weights altogether because of my hip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Aaron Powers was like, check it out. You do this pigeon pose. It's a, it's a squat. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a yoga thing. Yeah. He's like, but you're going to take this, um, this green band. You're going to hook it on the cage, and then you're going to put it on the top of your, your thigh. So it's pulling that, your hip out, right? So I'm like... Um, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but there's a I got like my my I'm bent over forward with my my legs in front of me, so I'm stretching my hip and then it's pulling out against the band pulling my hip out. Anyway, I did that that stretch every day for I want to say a month, but I did like you know I just started stretching and uh, I went on to squat heavier and better for you know years years after that so i i uh i had the same kind of experience but with my marathon running um yeah it was uh like my it bands yeah same my it bands would tight. get yeah would get super tight my hips would be fucking on fire every time i ran yeah and um I, I, and then the next day i'd be like immobile like after long runs 
So I was yeah. like, I, I just, I think I looked it up on YouTube or something like the best way to stretch IT band. It was like, you know, this, whatever, I'm not going to describe the whole movement, but um, I started doing it and it changed my fucking world. <laughs> like, right. right. Yeah, stretching, stretching and mobility is crazy important, crazy important for any physical endeavor. Especially as you yeah. get older, like that's what I've noticed. I could when I was twenty, I didn't stretch for shit. I didn't have to. I didn't need to. I recovered quick. I didn't fucking get tight. I didn't get sore. Right, but and I'm, um, I'm thirty-five. I gotta stretch my ass out, man. And me being like primarily at a desk job, and you being uh, in a truck, like yeah. at the time, I was driving uh, the deliveries. You know, so it's like when you're sitting in um, a short, you know, like if you're sitting down a lot of the day you're sitting in a short, you're shortening your hamstring, right? Yeah. So that's why I mean, you have those tight IT bands because we're, we're sitting at a, we're sitting in a squat all day. Yeah. I mean, not the actual squat, but you know, like where our, our uh, hamstrings are shortened. So they're tighter as to where yeah. it's like. And our upper body's bent over and fucking our shoulders yeah. are slumped forward. Like, yeah, it's uh, detrimental to sitting primarily sitting is yeah. so fucking detrimental to your body. It's crazy. Yeah, 100%. So, alright, so, stretch, stretch on Yeah, so sorry if anybody listening is disappointed in it not being like... I, I have I have a one in my back pocket that's going to suck for all parties involved. I, I but, honestly um, think, I think it's a good challenge. I think it's good I, for... I think this is more of a, you know, like like we're we're doing like uh, fast breaks back to back to back. I think this is kind of a, yeah, yeah. you know, let the point guard get in, uh, slow the pace a little, you know. I think it's uh, a good practice for discipline, though, man. Especially since you made it a daily challenge. I think it's a good yeah. thing for discipline. I really do like uh, discipline and, uh, yeah, even mental toughness, man. Because it's like you got to do something, even though clearly we don't really enjoy doing it that much. Well, it, 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 I just feel like like this could be time used running or lifting weights. Right. You know, that, that that's what my my you know my meathead side says. But you know my my old man is like, dude, I want to walk. I want to walk when I'm old. <laughs> Please stretch. Right. <laughs> you know, because it's like I can feel my Achilles tendon like wrapping around the bone when I'm walking, like after a long run. So it's like. Yeah, I need to stretch. And uh, so I figured that would give me, this is kind of selfish because it would give me a chance to uh, heal up a little bit. Yeah. And then it also, uh, you know, give us, you know, as a collective of brothers to be able to, uh, you know, let's, let's do that mobility work that we're constantly lacking on. And um, yeah. I dig it, man. I can dig it. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to start working mobility into like, into my training program, like scheduling that, like I would like a bench press day, like, or like, you know, like, okay, so I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to have like that stretching scheduled in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that needs to be part of the regimen. Yeah. I think, I think mobility, I've even thought about working in like a, a yoga routine a few days a week or something. Yeah. My, uh, my wife sent me a, a little, little morning yoga thing. It starts with five minutes of meditation. Right on. Which is dope. So I've been getting into that a little bit. We'll have to throw that into our fucking challenges too a little bit. Yeah. At some point. Meditation challenge. Dude, meditating is... Yeah. We'll we'll say that for another episode. For sure. That's a thing. That's a thing. That'd be a whole episode, man. We'll do a whole episode (laughs) on meditation. For real. Yeah. No, seriously. yeah, yeah. I've been uh, utilizing different guided meditations for right on. different different various things for 
Yeah. For a while. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do that. Maybe, maybe next next week will be a meditation-centric episode. Yes. Let's go. Okay, cool. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, if anybody wants to follow us, we're at Long Lost Brothers underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can find Jesse at Cole with a K on Instagram. You can find me at Real Brett Scott. And you can follow us on Facebook. We post all our episodes there. We post um, uh, little motivational memes and shit like that. All kinds of stuff, man. You can you can chat us up there if you want to comment on our post. Um, that's just search Long Lost Brothers on Facebook. Um, yes, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk at you again in a week. All right. Later. See y'all later.